97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC Journalism Professor Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the success of the UNC field hockey program. Our guest, the iconic coach of that team, Karen Shelton. So Karen, you are now the winningest coach in college field hockey history. How does that feel? Well, you know, it doesn't feel much different, Charlie. Um, You know, I'm so proud to be the coach here. You know, I guess I could ask the question, how come it took 40 years to do it? But, uh, you know, really, I'm not into the numbers very much at all. Uh, You know, I always talk about the most important game is the next one. And, uh, And if anything, it gives me just a moment to pause and reflect on all of the hundreds of student athletes that have participated in all those wins. Um, and, and I will forever contend that I, I didn't play a minute. It's, it's a lot of good hard work by student athletes that have come through the program and represented Carolina so well. Sure, uh, but coaching is important, especially at the college level and in any sport. So uh, you, I'm gonna make you take some of the credit for 702 wins. Out of those 702, are there any that really stand out? Well, you know, the, the championship wins are, are awfully important. You know, they, they are very, very special. You know, it's, it's hard to do it. It's hard to get to the championship game and it's, you know, it's harder to win it. So those, those stand out an awful lot. I'll tell you that, you know, the win that we just had on Sunday stands out as, as a win that's important to our program in a difficult year. Um, But yeah, you know, it's, it's overwhelming to think about them, Um, you know, 702. uh, And for me, it's been a process and it's been a labor of love, no doubt. I, I do want to talk about that uh, win in the ACC championship, but I want to get into a couple of other things first. You haven't won every game, every match, but you, of the losses that you've had in your 40 year career, there hasn't been a one at Karen Shelton Stadium. So <laughs> since that stadium got named after you, your team, and I've talked to several of them, they have said, we are not losing at Karen Shelton Stadium. Well, you know that, uh, you know, the, a loss is going to eventually come and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of them and pleased that they want to fight to defend their home. Uh, but, you know, s- streaks are made to be broken. And, and so the time will come. But uh, for now, we're, we're pleased, you know, three years uh, since the, the stadium opened not to have a loss is pretty good. And what Dana Galin told me, and I didn't realize this, but we haven't lost in Chapel Hill since 2014. Um, and so that, that dates back to, to Henry Stadium. So I think our teams over the years have done a nice job of playing hard and playing well at home. Some of that is due to the, the fantastic support we've had. Not, not necessarily this year, but our Focky Band and the Carolina Fever and, and the coverage and the fan support that we've gotten has created a nice home field advantage. 
I, I asked you about what are some of the best wins. Let me let me tell you what I consider to be one of the most impressive wins I've seen. And then you can tell me where that ranks with the others. And it would have been Princeton early last year, three goals in the final five minutes. Yes, that that was a special win. And I thought it it um, it played a, a role in the in kind of the turning point in our program. I know that our kids, we were struggling early in that season and we had lost the scrimmage to Liberty. And, you know, we had to come behind from a couple of other games and we had won the year before. And I think we were finding an identity. Uh, but when we came back, uh, you know, down, down uh, three and our team just realized at that point in time, um, that they could win it, you know, so belief is an important part of any team. And, and I think that Princeton win was really significant uh, for the remainder of that season. All right. So now let's do jump back to the ACC championship game. You played Louisville, lost to Louisville on the road. So it wasn't a, wasn't a home loss. Uh, and then if I may be so bold in the first half of that match on Sunday, Louisville looked to be the better team. Agreed. I think that I think they may have been the better team, um, but our kids did not fold. Uh, you know, you go down too early. We kept trying, kept plugging away and, you know, getting getting one back. You know, we had our first penalty corner being able to score. That one was important. And I think we made good adjustments at halftime. And and, you know, once we started really pressing Louisville, they lost a little bit of composure and, and they're, a, they're a very talented team. So well coached. And I know they're going to be back in the spring um, because they, they do have a lot of talent and they, I think over the course of the fall season played with the most maturity and the most composure, but they lost that composure in the second half of that ACC championship game due to the, the pressure of the, the, the kind of pressure that our kids put on them. So what adjustment specifically did you make at halftime to, to bring about that uh, high pressure? Well, you know, I credit, uh, I credit Erin Madsen. She stepped up and said, we need to go after them. We need to press them. You know, and I think we were backing off a little bit. We, we had respect for them, but we weren't intercepting in the midfield. We weren't, uh, we weren't pressing as hard as we normally do in the front field. Uh, you know, we, in, in the backfield, we were letting them receive and, and then defending from there. And so she, she made an impassioned plea. I think Grant Fulton said some nice things. And then he managed the substitution box incredibly well in the second half so that we could keep fresh legs out there and you know, he, he ran the substitution. And I think, I think that was significant in our ability to come from behind and win the game. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. Our, we've been talking with Karen Shelton about the success of her UNC field hockey program. Uh, Karen, at the end of block one, we were talking about how one of your assistant coaches managed the substitution box uh, in, in that uh, win against Louisville. That was number 23 ACC tournament championship. That's right. 
23. And, 23 uh, very, is a, a pretty important number at Carolina. Very special number at Carolina. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save her this one for a year. <laughs> so you, you did make uh, allusion to the upcoming spring semester, which uh, spring season, which has never happened before. Uh, how, how weird is it to have played a mini season sort of, won an ACC championship, and then you're coming back like a month and a half later. Yes, well, uh, well, the, the winning the ACC championship this fall has, has significant ramifications for the spring. I'm just getting ready today to send out an email to our kids and give them dates and times and, and, and a tentative kind of schedule. We don't have the schedule yet, but by virtue of winning that ACC championship, it's earned us a ticket into the ACC automatic qualifier, qualifier game. So we, because we won in the fall, we get to host the next best team in the ACC to earn that automatic qualification. So the, te- the, the, the whole tournament has been reduced from, 12 te- from 16 teams to 12 teams, 10 of which will be a- a conference automatics. So the ACC will have an automatic. We automatically get to host a one game playoff with the next best team. So that date's set, that place is set. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that helps us. We don't have as much pressure on the regular season. We know we're in it. We know we'll be one of two teams fighting for that AQ. Uh, so Karen, we were talking about 702 wins. That's, that's pretty darn good. Uh, not as many as Dean Smith, but I don't know if you said you're not into the numbers, but I am, I'm a numbers guy. Uh, his win percentage was 77.5. Do you know what yours is? I, I do not. I, I do not. I, I think it was 79 for a while, but I don't know if it's improved. Is 80.13. All right. Hey, broke not the bad. That's good. A a better, a better win percentage than Dean Smith. That's, that's uh, hard to argue with. Well, I, I I didn't know that. And uh, you know, obviously anytime you're mentioned in the same sentence with Dean Smith, that's gotta be, that's gotta be good. I I was fortunate to, to know him not well, but respect and admire him from afar. And I do think that you know, as a young coach, when I came in, he set the tone for the department of, of doing the right thing all the time. Karen, talk about the, the fraternity of coaches in field hockey. It seems to me especially strong. I think it is, you know, we're, we're not a a huge sport and there are a lot of great coaches out there and particularly in, particularly in the ACC, you know, we're a pretty tight knit group and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of them. And I, I think, um, you know, they sent me a couple of nice messages and I just have a great deal of respect for, you know, not only Justine Sowery, who's at Louisville, but Jen Averill, uh, Pam Buston, Michelle Madison, you know, the ACC coaches that, that have been there for a long time and, and, and really helped make our program better. You know, we have the, the best conference in the nation. And, and anytime we play each other, you know, we're, win or lose, you're making improvements and adjustments or learning something. So it's, it's a great conference, and I got a lot of wonderful colleagues. Uh, what particularly did the Louisville coach say after Sunday's game? 
Well, you know, I, I did, I guess, most of the talking because I've been in that place. You know, I've, I've lost, I don't know how many ACC, we've, we've had a great deal of success in the ACC tournament, but I've, we've won eight national championships. I've lost in the final 11 times, you know, and that's not a stat that I'm super proud of, but I certainly know the heartbreak of, of being the favorite and losing, you know, they were the favorite. And, um, and so, and I think with her young program, you know, she's only been there 10 years. I mean, I know that might seem like a lot, but in a coaching career, it's not that long. Your teams have to learn how to win. And I think they went up early and I think those kids wanted the game to be over. And I think that can happen. They just, you know, they want something so bad and they got up in the game as expected. And, and then, and they wanted the game to be over and our kids just kept fighting and fighting. And then we started to, you know, put a little doubt in their mind. So anyway, I just, I just know how that feels. And I told her, you know, not to lose faith that she's doing all the right things. And it, it takes teams and programs a little bit of time to learn how to win. And especially on the biggest stage. Sports Focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Karen Shelton, coach of the UNC field hockey program. Uh, Karen, one of your players is one of my students. And uh, it was almost a year ago that she told me uh, she's from Holland. I think you know who I'm talking about. She said, I want to leave with four ACC rings and three Natty rings. She (laughs) now has the four ACC rings. She has two Natty rings. So there's only one more to go for her. What, what are the, what are you thinking? Well, I'm assuming you're talking about Ava Smolinars and, um, you know, she, she's gets another year because of this COVID all of the seniors get another year. So oh, I forgot about yeah, that. He's got a chance for, for two. Um, but, you know, we, we can't be think you, you can't think about that. You can dream about that. But uh, those goals are achieved one day at a time. And, and I do think, you know, my team might not like to hear this, but I think Louisville was the most consistent team. And, and they played um, a very good brand of hockey. And I think we've got to get more consistent. We weren't as consistent as they were throughout the course of the year. I mean, if you look at our season, you know, we had a one goal win over uh, Syracuse in the ACC tournament. We had to go to overtime to beat them. We were overtime against Duke. Um, So I I think, you know, we're going to dream about it. We're going to work towards it. But you have to do it day by day. And, and that's what I, I want to get across to this team as I get ready to send out this spring schedule is that they've got hard work to do over the winter break. And then when we come back, we got to work our tails off. Um, we have potential, but we're, we're not where we need to be, you know, to, to talk about a national championship. So uh, yeah, lots of work to go. Um, hopefully it's the end product, but it's earned day by day. Yeah, this is not unusual for you, Karen, to coach sisters, but you have a, a, a pair right now. How how different is it when you have sisters on the team? Well, you know, sometimes they're they're very different. 
I think um, our set of sisters on the team this year with the Ricardos, they're very, very similar. They look alike. They play alike. Um, delightful personalities. I mean, they're, they're, they're great. And I told Sienna, you know, Ramey's little sister, who's a freshman, she didn't play much this year because every game was tight. But I certainly expect her to work hard over, over this Christmas break and to improve enough by competition time come spring to be a, a, a in the rotation. I, th- I think she's good enough. She, she's very, very close to Ramey. And, you know, Ramey is one of our one of our starting key cogs in the, in the backfield. And she's starting to, you know, come forward offensively a little bit more. And I, I think Sianna's going to be able to help us in the spring. So it's fun to have those sisters. It's good to see them hug each other and have the older one teach the younger one. Uh, and, and so I think in the end, Sianna's going to benefit by learning from Romay and, and learning in our system. I've heard a number of your players talk about all of their teammates being sisters. How, how do you develop that? Well, you, you know, we do like to, to refer to ourselves as a family. And I think especially in this COVID year, we had to rely on each other. And, you know, like families, you know, you don't always get along. Sometimes you fight like heck. Um, and we had we had a rough patch. Uh, in the middle of the season. And again, we, we, we went through it and we came out the other side closer. So, you know, you got to be able to fight some, but you got to know that the support and, and everybody's always going to have each other's back. And I think at the end, you know, when we had to fight and scratch, everybody was there for each other. And that's what you want in a team. So, Karen, we have about 30 seconds left. Normally, you play the season, you do the ACC tournament, you go to the national tournament. How different is this spring season going to look? Well, I think we're going to have more practice time. Um, So typically we have, you know, maybe three or four weeks of what we call an eight-hour segment. We're pretty much going to go right into a 20-hour segment. So we're going to have more practice time. Um, and, you know, again, playing these, these ACC games, we're going to start a little bit earlier. I think the March 5th, typically we would start after spring break, um, but there's no spring break. So, so it's, it's going to be a lot different. I think it's, it's, we're going to get outside sooner. So we may contend with the weather a little bit more, you know, I hope that uh, we have a mild uh, winter, but we're still worried about COVID and, the testing and the protocols and the safety. I mean, our numbers are not trending well. There is good news about the vaccine and the development of that vaccine, but when that's going to be available, we don't know. So I think there's still going to be the, the isolation, the, uh, you know, the bubble and, and the fact that you have to stay away from strangers and be careful with your uh, social distancing. Uh, but I think our kids did that so well. And I think they, you know, when, when you win, you also feel like, okay, that was worth it. And so I hope that they'll realize that that it is worth it and it'll be worth it in the spring. So, you know, keeping my fingers crossed that things will get better quickly, but I think it's still a a long road to hoe uh, going forward. Uh, So, yeah. Well, 2021 can't possibly be any stranger than 2020 was. (laughs) You're right about that. Let's hope so anyway. And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Karen Shelton. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, thanks to you for listening. 
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.